seated. Thank you for standing. We find in verse number one that the people of Israel had sinned against God. The whole nation had become corrupt. And God had sent prophet after prophet and seer after seer and preacher after preacher telling that nation to repent because God's judgment was coming. But that nation as a whole would not repent. They would not listen to the word of God. And so what happens is they lost their nation. Let me tell you something, friend. If we don't take heed to the word of God, it will be destructive in our lives. If we don't take heed to the word of God, it will be destructive in our nation. So there were some people, when this nation gets carried away by Babylon, some of those people were good people. Some were godly people. Others were evil And I want you to notice something about the Word of God this morning, that when evil comes to a country, good people suffer with the evil people. It's just a fact of life. And God likens here the displaced people to figs. Some were good, very good, very edible, pleasing to the eye, something you'd want to consume. The others were very evil and corrupt and rotten. Look at verse number five as we read just a minute here. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. I want you to see what he's going to do with the good figs. He says, number one, I will acknowledge them that are carried away. Number two, he says, I'll set mine eyes on them. Number three, he said, I'll build them. Number four, he said, I'll plant them and give them a heart. Number five, to know me. Let's look at those five things real quickly. God said for the good people that are carried away, there's five things that I want to do to them. Number one, he says, I want to acknowledge them. That means to recognize. I'm glad this morning that God recognizes where we are. I'm glad he knows our frame that we're but dust. I'm glad he knows if we're lost that we're in need of salvation. That if we're a Christian backslidden on God that we need that relationship restored. I'm glad God knows where we are. And if we'll just turn our heart toward him. He'll know us. He'll bless us. He'll build us. He'll plant us. He'll acknowledge us. So to acknowledge means to give the attention. And so God gives his attention toward us. You say, where is God's attention this morning, pastor? Well, the James Webb telescope has been sent out there and it's looking millions of miles out into space. I'm going to tell you something. God's attention is not on the alpha Uh, universe out there. God's attention is turned toward his people. God's attention is not in the outer reaches of space. God does not focus this morning on the progress of man. He could care less about the progress of man. He could care less about the prosperity of man. I'm going to tell you where God's heart is. God's heart is acknowledging those who will return their heart to him. It's exactly what the scripture says here. Return with their whole heart. And he says this to the nation. He says to the good figs, oh, if you'll just have that, keep that heart for God. If you'll just return to me, I'll bring you home. So this morning, I just want to bring you a brief message on come home. Come home. Why don't you come home? You know where home is. Home is where you can find love. Home is where you can find peace. Home is where you can take your shoes off and relax a little while. Home is that place where you feel accepted, where there's others around you that can encourage you and build you. Hey, come home this morning. The Lord's got his arms outstretched saying return home. Come home. 
Oh, he delights. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus said, but the hour cometh. And now is when the God seeks those to worship him in spirit and in truth. God is seeking somebody to just say, oh, I just worship you today. I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for a free country. I thank you for the cross of Calvary. I thank you for dying for me. I just want to worship you today, Lord, I want to come out from these hills of sin and come home to Jesus. That's what God is looking for. Oh, what a blessing it is to turn. Can I tell you something this morning? If you'll honor God, he'll honor you. If you'll praise God, he'll, he'll worship you. He'll give you some praise back, amen. If you'll love God, he'll love you. Hey, he's waiting on somebody to turn unto him. Number two, I got to go quickly. He says, number one, I'll acknowledge them. I'm glad he's acknowledged this. Number two, he says, I'll set mine eyes upon them. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord, I'm talking about in a general sense, the eyes of the Lord, the Bible says, run to and fro throughout the whole earth. The Bible says in a general sense, the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. But God said here in these verses, I'm not just looking out at the world in a generic sense or a general sense. He said, I will set mine eyes on you. I'm glad this morning for those of us who are saved by the grace of God, that God's got his eyes set on us. He's not just looking at us in general. He's not just looking at us like we're some generic people. God's God, he is eyes on us. Thank God for his eyes that are set upon us. Hey, if you'll return to the Lord this morning, he'll, he'll give you some attention. You know why there are people all over this country who are depressed and, and downtrodden because they don't have a friend, they don't have a family. We saw it in the paper this week where there's street people everywhere. Tennessee's outlawed any camping on any lawns and they've moved into Virginia because there's people on the street. Nobody cares for them. Their lifestyle's horrible. They're on drugs. Hey, I'm glad this morning that God said if you'll turn to him with your eyes and your heart, he'll set his eyes on you, praise God. I'm glad God's got his eyes on me. I'm glad God's got his eyes on this church. If you think God doesn't have his eyes on this church, friend, you look around. I'm glad this morning to tell you that while other churches are losing people and going downhill and closing their doors, we're going on for the glory of God. Amen. Praise God. He said, I'll set my eyes. The Bible says the eyes, 1 Peter 3, 12, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Number three, he said, not only will I acknowledge them, not only will I set my eyes on them, I'm talking about those who will return with their heart. He said, I'll do this, I'll build them. God's a builder. You ever looked at what God has built? Have you ever just sat at night and wondered at, at, at the universe that God has built? And God didn't just say, I'm going to build the moon, I'm going to build the earth, I'm going to build the Andromeda galaxy. I'll build you. 
God is a builder and he wants to build you. The Bible says in Jeremiah 10, back a few, the Bible says he hath made the earth by his power and he hath established the world by his wisdom and he stretched out the heavens by his discretion. This all-wise, all-powerful God who can fling this universe in space wants to set his eyes, his affection, his acknowledgement and build us. Why? Simply because we've turned our heart toward him. Simply because we've turned our heart. Let that sink in. Toward him. The God that established the moon. The earth. Stretched out a line. The Bible says on the universe. Desires to set his affection on us. If we'll just turn. Oh I see so many people that won't turn to him. They won't turn to his word. They won't turn to his cross. They won't plead for the blood of Jesus Christ. They're going to go their own way, do their own thing. Oh my goodness, what a blessing it is to surrender to Jesus. And then he says, fourthly, I'm going quickly. He says, I want to plant them. What do you do when you plant something? You put a seed in the ground and you have hope that that seed, that root will go down and that blade will spring up and that fruit will come forth. And God said, I want to do these things. I want to acknowledge you, set my eyes on you, build you and plant you. Can I tell you this morning, I can tell you on the authority of God's word that God wants you build it and rooted and grounded in the word of the living God. Oh, too many Christians today are following the philosophies of the world and they practice the philosophies of the world in their home and in their lives. God wants us built on his word. Get in his word. Get planted and rooted and grounded. Blessed is the man, Psalm chapter number one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of God, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Listen what the Bible says. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season his leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth it shall prosper thank God for those who come home who return and then lastly I want to give you this and close he said the last thing I want to do is give you a heart to know me I see so many people that don't have a heart for God where's your heart this morning Do you have a heart for righteousness, a heart for Christ, a heart for the Bible, a heart for the truth, a heart that wants to live right? God, help us to have that kind of heart. Here's what I want to say. If you've been out where there's hatred, come home. If you've been out where there's hardness, come home. If you've been out where there's sin and and you just find no peace in that lifestyle, come home. God will wrap his loving arms around you. He'll forgive you of your sin, set you on a rock, establish you. There's no way like God's way. Praise God. The Bible says, listen, thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, return ye children of men. What did God say he would do to the evil figs? The rotten figs. He said for the good figs that he would bring them home. 
that all that happened for their good. For we know that all things happen for thee good to them who love God and who are called according to his purpose. But he said to the evil figs, I'll cast you out. You'll be a reproach among men. You'll find nothing but destruction. Well, let me tell you something. You'll find nothing in this world but destruction. You've got to come home to Jesus. Yesterday, let me just briefly give you an illustration. Yesterday, me and the boys went down to play a little music at, at the birth, birthplace of country music museum. And, and it was just a little jam session, and we played a little music. And, and we was walking down the street, and all these people kept passing us with these rainbow flags and different colored hair. And, and I, said, I said, Lord, have mercy, what's going on? And I had no clue that just across the street from that museum was a tribe pride. Boy, it was corruption everywhere. It'd make you sick to your stomach. And the funny thing was that me and Ted was walking down through there. It just so happened that we'd worn, both worn red shirts and khaki pants. And we looked just alike. Oh, I said, how could this happen? I can just see WCYB New Center 5 down there videoing this gay event, and there's me and Ted strolling down through there dressed alike. I said, Lord, have mercy. Don't let no cameras show up. What are you saying, preacher? Oh, listen. What? I looked out the window of that museum and over, we went to the second story and I was overviewing that sea of people. And I thought to myself, what corruption? How many diseases does that represent? Think about it, folks. That, that corruptible lifestyle, the sin that's there, there can't be any peace in it. They, oh, they had on shirts that said, be yourself. Let me tell you about myself. Oh, wretched man that I am. There's nothing in me. If I'd be myself, y'all would hate me. Amen. I'm going to say, let God take over. Let him build me in the image of Jesus Christ where there's love and peace and forgiveness. I say, let George lay himself down and let Jesus have the glory. Praise God. Oh, listen, there's nothing in this world that gives. Return, return. Return is an about face. Return is to go all the way back. One little boy was asked about sin. They were asking in Sunday school, and, and he said this, repentance is to be sorry for your sin. And a little girl beside of him spoke up and she said, no, repentance is to be sorry enough for your sin to quit sinning. Amen. That's what we need today. Some real, true repentance. I think about this. How could you preach come home without mentioning the prodigal son? We know the story. I don't even need to preach that. The prodigal son went to his father. 
He was tired of working in his father's field, doing his father's way, being obedient to the father. He got tired of all the rules and regulations, and they're set, for, they're set there for a reason. They're set for our good. And he said, Dad, I'm, I'm done with this lifestyle. I want to do what I want to do. And the Bible says the father gave that young man his living, his inheritance, and said, here you go. It's yours. And the young man went out, and the Bible said, with riotous living, he spent all that he had. Now, for a little while, he was real happy with that money. For a while, he was real happy with that lifestyle. For a little while, he was living it up, buddy. I mean, he had friends. He had things to do. There was excitement, but pretty soon, the money was gone. And when the money was gone, the friends were gone. The excitement was gone, and the food was gone. And he wound up in the hog pins of the world. And the Bible says he came to his senses. And he said, I'll go back home while my father has more food than we need. I'm starving to death. I'm eating with the hogs. I'm eating the shucks that the hogs won't even eat out here. I'm going to die if I don't go back home. Well, he came to his senses and he went home. Now, let me make a real valid point right here. The father didn't go to the hog pen with the son. He didn't. He waited until that boy had a change of heart. And when that boy had a change of heart in the hog pens and came home, the father welcomed him with open arms. He ran out to meet him and embraced him. Now let me kill the service right here because I'm just going to tell you the truth. We've got an attitude in this country that we need to go out and embrace them in the hog pen. Let me tell you something. Until they get a change of heart, you can't do one thing for them. You can find them on the street right now. You can go to Marion right now. Chill Howie. You can find them on the street and you can find them under bridges and you can give them every penny you got and let it put them in your home and you know what they're going to do? They're going to spend it and trash it up until they get a change of heart. And when they get a change of heart, then it's time to have compassion. Amen. Then it's time to have, show some forgiveness and kindness and give them some money and help them out and say, praise God, we're glad to have you. Amen. This country's got it all wrong and we're going broke because of it. We're trying to help the hog pen people who are not going to change their heart. And that's why they're living in tents in California and there's street people all over the place and our country's going to hell in a hang basket, hand basket because we don't have that change of heart. Amen. Had to get you some truth there, praise God. Listen, God said, listen, I want to give you another heart. Where's your heart this morning? Has he given you another heart? A heart for good, a heart for Christ, a heart for the Bible, a heart for people, a heart for righteousness. Or is your heart still in the hog pen? Oh my, I don't want that for me and I don't want it to you. The Bible says in Hosea, come and let us return unto the Lord for he hath torn and he will heal. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. Where's your heart? Will it return? Or will it stay? Will it come home? Or will it stay where you know there's only coldness and hardness and sin? That decision's up to you. Let's all stand. I'm through preaching. Every head bowed and every eye closed.
Let me ask you a question as we close. Are you lost this morning without Jesus Christ? Have you ever come to Christ in real repentance? I'm talking about really repenting of your sin. Really repenting of the things you know are wrong in your life according to the word of God. If you've not done that, we'll receive you this morning. Have a change of heart and come home. Would there be one this morning that would slip up your hand and say, Preacher, I'm not saved. I don't know Christ as my Savior. Slip up your hand quickly and take it down. Anybody at all? Preacher, I've never been saved. I'm still out in the hog pens of the world. I don't know, I'm, I don't know Christ. Anybody at all? Now let me change the message and the invitation. There'd be one here this morning that would say, Preacher, there was a time in my life when I was closer to the Lord than I am now. There was a time in my life when I walked with Jesus and everything was sweet. There was a time in my life when I walked with God and prayed and had a right relationship and the sky was blue and the grass was green. I'm going to ask you to come. Get your heart right. He said, I'll acknowledge you if you'll turn to me with your heart. I'll give you a heart to know me if you'll turn to me with your heart. I'll set my eyes upon you if you'll turn to me with your heart. I'll build you. I'll plant you. There'd be one this morning. Just slip out of your seat and say, Preacher, I need to come home. I need to come home to Jesus. I need to come home to what I know is right. I need to come home. Would you come home now?